Welcome to the Forging Metal Podcast. My name is Ron Duran Jr., and I will be your blacksmith as we explore the world of adversity and doing hard things. Come inside and grab your hammer. The fire is hot and ready. Let's get to work. The forge is now open. All right, welcome, my friends, to the Forging Metal Podcast, the first one of 2023. Uh, today is January 3rd. I'm going to do a quick turn on this podcast so we can get it out uh, either today or tomorrow. And so uh, what's going on? You know, 2022 is in the rearview mirror now, and we are now in 2023. Uh, you know, everybody is is doing the whole, you know, what what is my, uh, you know, New, New Year's resolutions? Uh, I, I don't like the word. I don't like the concept of resolutions. Uh, most people fail at them. Uh, I think that's part of the reason why I, I'm not a big fan of them. Uh, I think they're executed poorly. Obviously, that's why we're, we're failing at them. Uh, the statistics are quite high that people will fail. By the end of January, they'll pretty much give up. And so I like to think of this, number one, is uh, although I do strategic planning at the beginning of every year uh, for myself, I don't. I look at it as something I'm doing all year round. It's not something that just happens on January 1st and then I don't think about it again. I'm doing goals and I'm readjusting for my goals as I go through the year. Uh, and I really think that is a big part of why I'm, I don't know, I feel like I'm, I'm largely successful with my goal setting and my planning, uh, but it never used to be that way. I will say that, that some of the things I'm going to share today will help you, I believe, uh, if you're struggling to set good goals and, and to stick with them, uh, I might be able to share some things that I've learned along the way. Uh, before we get to that, 2022, what's you know what was I up to? As you know, all of you that are listening, uh, gosh, thanks for sticking with the Forging Metal podcast. I know it's been a little rough. I, I just I, I've totally not been consistent. I will say I have had good excuses. Uh, I've been busy. Uh, if you don't kind of gather this, having a podcast is essentially a part-time job. You know, the big podcasts out there, they have teams that, that produce these. They have editors, producers, uh, people that set up, uh, you know, scheduling guests. They, they do the questions, you know, all that stuff I'm doing as a, as a one-man show. So other things kind of get in the way of that. Uh, I've, been, I've been working. What did I do in 2022? I, I think some of you know I did a TED Talk, you know, Embracing Adversity to Forge Happiness. I did that TED Talk earlier in the year. Uh, I did a three-part Coursera series that is, is based on my one of my courses I teach at the university uh, that is Leading Oneself. That's out there. It's really on track to have about 4,500 enrollments this year in a 12-month period. So um, that, was, that was a lot of work to create that course. Uh, I'm, I'm very proud of, of how it turned out, but it's out there. Uh, what else did I do? I did, uh, one half marathon per month. Uh, so 12 half marathons. And then of course I had to throw in an extra one for 13. Wasn't necessarily cause I needed to go above and beyond. It was just a bad kind of bad scheduling that that, that happened, but that was, a, that was a pretty tough challenge to continue to stay in enough shape to go out and run a half marathon, uh, every month. And I would say I failed a lot of times of, of being ready for those. And so a lot of them were much harder than they needed to be. Uh, 
The other thing I was working on was now out, uh, I contributed a chapter to the first of its kind, Adventure Psychology, knowingly going into the unknown. I did this with a former guest on the show, um, Paula Reed. I'm going to have her back on the on the show so we can talk about this book, but I can't wait to get my hands on this. I got to sample some of the chapters from it and uh, when, I, when I was writing my chapter, and I'm pretty excited to get a physical copy in my hands. That came out December 23rd, so not too long ago, uh, and I'm still waiting to get that copy, but you can order it if you want. I'll put all these notes or all these uh, links in the show notes if you're interested. Uh, you know, I'm one of my core values is adventure. So when Paula said she was doing a, a basically a textbook on adventure psychology, two things that I love, adventure and psychology and putting those together, I go, that is my book right there. So uh, I hope you do check it out. Um, my chapter was on enduring performance and really just the idea of how do we keep going when things are hard, right? And uh, although I had some some experience in that from my endurance career. Uh, when you write a chapter in a textbook, you really need to become a subject matter expert. And so it was a lot of work to, to take it up a few notches for me to really kind of dig into what's the latest research, what's out there, and, and then kind of combine that with what have I learned from my experience? What works for me? Uh, and, you know, just because that we see is in, in the research that this should work, Athletes know that it doesn't always work just because it works well in the laboratory doesn't mean it works in real life. And so combining the two, right, saying, all right, what, what's working in, in the research? And also, is that working in the real world? So I think that's important. And I tried to do that uh, as, I, as I wrote the chapter. I said, okay, what, uh, what can I add to this from my, as I would call it, my field work? So that's really what's been going on for me, uh, at least in 2022. Forging Metal Book is working that got pushed to the back burner a little bit too, but that is going to be my priority moving into 2023 is getting that thing ready to go. Um, I'm going to start shopping at the publishers hopefully this month, and uh, we'll see if anybody wants to sign up for the Forging Metal book that I am, I am writing. So here we are again, 2023. We're kicking this off. I hope that you are already into some process or maybe even done with planning, right? I call it strategic planning. I do my strategic planning uh, every year. I used to get a little crazy with that. I would say, don't go too crazy. Uh, I spent about two weeks and I will say mine's not completely done yet. That's okay. There's nothing magical about January 1st. Uh, it will get there. I'm, I'm working on it. Uh, I've got some, uh, what I call big rocks and little rocks. I'm pick, you know, last year I was pushing, I felt like I was pushing four big rocks up the hill. And uh, that's a tough thing to do, but it was it was a it was a good year, and so I'm going to have some big rocks this year as well that I'm going to I'm going to tackle. And so let's talk about the strategic planning. You know, one of the things that that I like to do, and what I'm doing this year right now, I'm in the process of doing this. As you probably know, and I'll talk more about this in a second. I do a morning routine. This is something I started oh gosh six seven years ago, and I've been doing it ever since. It really has been transformational. In changing my life. And that morning routine, I'll talk about a little bit later. But one of the things I do in that, that morning routine is I journal. I do have a personal journal and I journal mostly every day. Um, and so as part of my planning for 2023, as I'm looking back at 2022, 
You know, sometimes we go, well, I know what happened in 2022, right? I was there. I lived it. Uh, Easy peasy, right? I think we forget uh, a lot of the things, you know, a lot of things going on. And we forget about what, what, what happened, what transpired, the, the little details. And those details are important. What I would say is looking back on that, and again, what I'm doing is I'm rereading my journal entries from 2022 to remember where I struggled, where I had success, what made me happy, what, uh, what brought me excitement, what, what was, what, again, where, where were my struggles? Uh, when did I have downtimes, you know, in my journal, I'm, I'm pretty clear with, Hey man, I'm struggling today. I mean, that's part of why you do a journal. So again, the things that we can do, we can look back at our successes, but we can also look back on the times when we struggled and, Oh, by the way, we got through those struggles. So you start to get a sense of, Hey, much stronger than I, than I thought it was. And that's not me patting myself on the back. That's true for you too. Um, I think, uh, in general, human beings um, are stronger than they, they realize they are. Now, I would, I would counter with not a lot of people are practicing that in our modern society, and that's why I've kind of developed Forging Metal. But I will say that um, you are stronger than you think you are. All right? We'll just start right there and end right there. And so understanding that and remembering what you've gone through, because all of us have struggles and trials and tribulations. And so... That's where I start my strategic planning. I look back and say, okay, what went well? What didn't go so well? What do I want to do differently in the new year? This is not rocket science, right? But a lot of people will not do this. They will not do this. Um, And then I start to map it out. I go, okay, number one, what are the big rocks? As I mentioned earlier, what are the big things I want to get accomplished this year? I like to try to narrow that down to one thing. Call you know, Some people call it an MIT. What's the most important task for 2023? That's a nice, uh, nice place to start. If everything else falls apart, I want to make sure I get this done. Uh, for me, that's going to be the Forging Metal book. Uh, getting that out there and getting it published is, is my MIT for 2023. Now, I have other things going on that, that I'll also be doing, but that's going to be the big one. So start to map that out. Make sure that your strategic planning is aligned with your vision. All right. And I would say if you don't have a vision, create one. All right. Corporations have been doing this for years. This is something I have all my students and a lot of my clients do. Create a vision. Where do you see yourself in three, five, seven years? I don't really care what time frame you use, but it should be out there on the horizon. Where do you want to see yourself going? And so that strategic planning that you do for 2023 should lead you closer to that vision. I mean, that makes sense, right? Also make sure it's aligned with your core values, all right? What are your core values? That's another one. A lot of people don't don't define their core values. Please go out there and understand what your core values are. And when you make these plans, it doesn't align with those. If it doesn't, you may be misaligned and and maybe that's not the best um, use of your time to to chase those kind of things, right? Um, The other thing I would say is, is try to take on a stretch goal. Stretch goals, as I've mentioned in previous podcasts, really have changed my life. I do. I never did one until I think I was 47 years old. So roughly six years ago, seven years ago, was the first time I tackled a personal stretch goal. And I'll tell you, it was just, it was very hard. It was very difficult. Challenged me. I mean, that's the idea behind a stretch goal. It should scare you, all right? If, if you're doing a stretch goal the right way, it should scare you. 
like, holy shit, how am I going to get this done? Uh, and so uh, doing that, creating a stretch goal is, is something that, that really changed my life. It really started to open the door to what I was capable of. Uh, up till then in my life, I had no idea what I was capable of. And, and I, again, I like to say you probably don't either. And that's not a knock on you. I just think that most people don't, don't realize how incredibly powerful they are and what they can do when they, they take on a big challenge. So I do one every year now. Uh, ever since then, I've had a stretch goal every single year, and I will have one this year as well. Uh, so think about that. As we talk about stretch goals, let's just move into the idea of goals. You know, we start with strategic planning. That should kind of spit out some goals, right? This, that's kind of the product or the offspring of that planning process is we get some goals. And so in sports psychology, there's often talk, talked about, it's not just sports psychology, but that's, that's where I found it. Um, there's talked about three different kinds of goals. Uh, you're going to talk about a process goal. We're going to talk about a performance goal. And then we're going to talk about an outcome goal. So process, performance, outcome. All right. So most people are going to create outcome goals. All right. And that sounds great. I'm going to win the gold medal. I'm going to be the fastest runner. I'm going to be VP of engineering. I'm going to be CEO. These are all outcome goals. All right. Very common. What's wrong with those? Uh, this is what I would say. Do you control your outcome goals? Think about that. Do you control your outcome goals? And I know a lot of type A personalities that, yeah, Ron, I control those. No, you don't. I hate to break this to you, but getting the raise, getting the promotion, becoming the CEO, uh, winning the race is not under your 100% control. Okay? I hope you see why that is. I'm not going to break it down, but think about that. Reflect on that. Do you control that completely? I mean, just real quickly, let's say your goal is to win the world championship in Xterra as my former coach Leslie Patterson um, has done uh, several times. If that's your goal for the year, can you control that? Well, no. You might have a bad day on, on, during the race, during the world championships. You may have a bad day. You might be sick. You might be injured. There might be somebody else out there that's better than you. All right? Uh, I mean, we can go on and on. All right? So we don't control that. So should we just abandon outcome goals? I would say no. But what I would like to see you do is what are the ones that we control? Process goals, we control 100%. I can say I'm going to commit to uh, running, you know, for one, a half hour, three times a week. That's a process goal. I control that 100%. All right? Uh, and so once we start to look at that, once we say, okay, I can control that 100%, and that, here's the thing. Here's the beauty of this. The process goals and the performance goals, we'll talk about performance in a second, they can lead to the outcomes that we desire. Again, we don't control that, that outcome, but if we do the right things, if we take care of our process goals, if we, and again, performance goals, let's talk about that really quick. Performance, we influence performance goals. I can say I want to run a seven-minute mile, right? Uh, that's my goal for the year. Uh, do I have complete control over that? Heck, maybe I'm just not a very fast runner. Maybe that's just not going to happen. So I would say 
there are some things out there that we say, you know what, in the world of performance, it's not going to happen. Um, I wish I could have finished the Leadville 100 mile run. My performance wasn't good enough. All right. It just wasn't good enough. And so as much as I wanted to will that to happen, I couldn't. And, and sometimes we just got to acknowledge that we don't have the right performance to get the job done. Now, maybe I could go back and, and try again. That's another, that's another discussion. So, but start with process goals. I'm okay. You know, performance goals are, are, are good too. Outcome goals though, should really just be the third tier. Those are the things that, yeah, I want, I'd like to, I'd like to publish my book. Um, and, and let's say, let's, let's rephrase that. I'd like to have a publisher publish my book. I could self publish. Um, if that's, if that's all I have options and I could say that I control 100%. I can control that. Right. But I can't control whether a publisher decides to, uh, to take on my book. So again, think about those three types of goals. Uh, try to keep your goals, uh, in the, in the process orientation. And I would say, if you want to be a CEO, that's great. Okay. It's a great goal to have, you know, if that, if that's, what's important to you. And I would say, don't let go of that. What I would say is, what are the processes I can do that, that will make me the best candidate to be a CEO? That's where you want to spend your energy. Again, focusing on those things that we control 100%. Okay? So that's what I would, I would say about goals. And then let me wrap this up with habits and routines. You know, 45%, this is what statistics say, 45% of our daily behavior is driven by habits, all right? One of the things I ask my students to do is do a habit audit. One of the things, uh, a lot of times we have habits, we don't even realize we have them, right? I come home, I drop my keys, I grab a beer, I turn on the TV, and I'd say, okay, those are all habits. You do that pretty much every day, right? And so that's a habit you may not be, you may not even be aware of. So a habit audit is, is just taking a notebook out, and every time you do something, throughout the day, whatever your behaviors are, start writing that down. Say, what is this? What is this? Just write them down and do that. I'd say do that for a week. At least, I mean, you could do it longer, but, but a week should get you an idea of what your habits are. Some of them are bad that we want to replace. Some of them are just kind of a nuisance. I'd say leave those. We're not trying to make this perfect, but if you have something that's really bothering you, that's that you would call a bad habit or a harmful habit, uh, the best thing you can do is not to eliminate it, which a lot of people try to do, is actually to replace it with something else. You know, you have a cue that's leading into this habit. When that cue comes along, replace that, uh, that, that kind of that behavior path with something else that's more healthy. Uh, so that's one thing. And uh, you can certainly do some research on, on creating or changing habits. But that's what I'd say is, be careful what those, those habits look like. That was another thing that's been transformational to me is looking at my habits closely and saying, what are the ones that I want to get rid of? Like watching TV. I used to watch a lot of TV. So that's not a habit I like. I also said, I want to read more books. I replaced watching TV with reading more books. All right. That's just an example of replacing what I would call a harmful habit with a helpful habit. And so try to approach it in that sense. Uh, instead, uh, the other thing I would say, I just read an article and I'll put this in the, in the show notes. Great, great article about the difference between habits and routines. All right. I'm like, I'm thinking, aren't, aren't those one and the same? And, and really this, this author, I forget the author's name, but again, it'll be in the show notes says, um, I'm looking at my notes here. A habit 
this is the definition that, that she, I don't know if it's a she or he, um, a habit is an impulse, impulse or behavior, impulse to do a behavior with little or no conscious effort. That's what, that's what they say is a habit. And so I've always struggled with this idea. I've tried to make exercise, going to the gym, running. I've tried to make that a habit. And, and really what they're saying is that's not going to become a habit because it's effortful. And I'm, of course, in the, in the category of effortful things in life are good things. Uh, I wouldn't say we want to move away from that. You know, taking the easy path is, is not what I'm advocating at all. So I think we should do those effortful things. But here's the thing. What they claim is that's in, it really is in contrast or in, in direct odds with making it a habit. It's not something that's little, that's easy or something that you do unconsciously. Uh, when I go run or, or go to the gym, I really have to think about it and kind of force myself. So what I would say to this, habits and routines are different. I like this. Intuitively, that makes sense to me now that I've seen it. I would say, let's not abandon that, right? Uh, some things are going to become habit, but maybe running and going to the gym are not going to become habit. That's okay, too. Routines, uh, I have a morning routine. I mentioned that earlier. I get up, I read, I journal, I meditate, and I exercise. Okay, those are my things. Those, I call that my self-care morning where I say this is what I'm going to do to fuel the rocket, prime myself for a good day. Um, and those, you know, whether that the, – the other thing the author says is some routines can become habit, but not all routines will become habit. Okay? Now, I would look at my, my morning routine and feel like a lot of them have become habit. I don't even think about doing them uh, most of the time. But um, – Again, just separate between habits and and uh, routines, okay? And so with that, I hope you go out there and tackle some amazing things in the new year, all right? And I'm going to leave you with some inspiration to get you going, to get you fired up, to go out there and do something hard, to do a stretch goal, do something that scares you in 2023, all right? And then come back and tell me how it went. And even if you fall short, you're going to come back a changed person. I know this from experience. One of the things that I do when I go running is I listen to military cadence music, right? If you've ever watched a uh, real, you know, several uh, military movies out there, and you'll see the soldiers out there running, right? And and they're always singing some some tune. And I always felt like, man, that's so catchy. And and I didn't realize until I looked into it. These Cadence songs are exactly, usually at 160 beats per minute, right? And I know they do this in, you know, uh, exercise classes as well. But we're, when we're out running, if you're a runner, you want to try to get your cadence around 160 to 180. I wouldn't get too wrapped up in that. But again, these military cadence songs are designed to get you on beat, all right? And so you can, you can practice your cadence with the music. And so I'll listen to those. Uh, just go on Spotify or something and say military cadence running music, something like that, and search for that, and you'll find all kinds of cool, cool stuff out there. And so that, that gets me fired up. And one of my favorite ones was actually used, I'm going to play it on my phone here in a second, uh, was actually used in a Gatorade commercial, I want to say about circa 2012. Don't, don't quote me on that, but I'll put the link in the – in the show notes as well. Uh, I find it quite cool. And so I like this one. And so what I want to leave you with is, well, let me, let me 
hold that thought. I'm going to play this little clip for a minute. I'm going to take my microphone off, put it up to the phone. We'll listen to this for about 30 seconds, and then I'll give you some, some parting thoughts, and we'll, we'll go out there and tackle 2023. go so hard work let me turn that off all right hard work sounds great right work ethic we hear about this right i was always taught when i was a youngster just work hard and all your dreams will come true ron you know what that's bunk okay that's bunk work ethic is important i'm not here to say work ethic is not important we've got to work hard uh, to achieve the things we want in life but here's the deal Hard work's not enough. Uh, it's necessary, but not sufficient. Okay? Necessary, but not sufficient. We need to work hard, but we need, need to work smart. All right? When I talk about things like when you do strategic planning, we don't just do planning. We do strategic planning. That's smart. All right? Does my strategic plan line up with my vision and my values? That's smart. All right? The world is littered with people that have worked incredibly hard in their lives would never achieve their dreams. So again, hard work is necessary, but not sufficient to get us where we need to go. So I hope in 2023, you tackle your big challenges, do some stretch goals, do something that scares you, be smart about it, all right? Work hard, but be smart. And I hope to see uh, you out in the arena, right? The only way this happens is we gotta get out there in the arena, we've gotta commit to action, we've gotta get dirty, bloody, sweaty, and we got to make it happen. I'll see you out there. Thanks for listening. Stand by for a lot more podcasts this year on the Forging Metal Podcast. See y'all. Thanks for joining us this week. If you enjoyed the podcast, please tell all your friends. If you didn't, let's just forget this happened and we'll try again next week. Until then, join the revolution to forge metal and connect with us on social media.